Good morning. Would you turn in your Bibles? 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Verses 12 and 13. We'll be looking at another wonderful but God statement in the scripture this morning. 1 Corinthians 10 verses 12 through 13. Lord, we ask your blessing upon this time. Strengthen us as your people. Make us aware, Lord, of the dangers, the pitfalls. Make us spiritually sensitive, protected, informed. In Jesus' name, amen. Look at this wonderful verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. So our topic this morning is temptation. Now the Greek word for temptation, parosmos, is kind of a tricky word. In its root meaning, it means to be tested, to be put to a test. So it means different things in different contexts. In some portions of scripture, it means to be tested by a trial or an affliction that might come into your life. And we talked about that last week, how God will get us through those trials and afflictions. But it can also mean a testing of one's virtue. So the temptation to sin. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul has just listed a bunch of sins that the nation of Israel committed in their history. And so in our context... Today, it means that temptation to sin. That temptation to do something that's wrong, and you know it's wrong. So, you're in this place where you're being tempted, and there's a battle that's taking place inside you. Right and wrong are slugging it out. You're right at that point. That's the issue today, temptation to sin. And we are tempted all the time. We're tempted on a daily basis, and it's regardless of age. When you were a little taught, you were tempted to steal those cookies out of the cookie jar, weren't you? Teenagers are tempted. They face many temptations related a lot of times to peer pressure. We face temptation in our 20s. Our 30s, our 40s, our 90s. We face temptation when we are single. We face temptation 
when we're married. We face temptation before we become Christians. We face temptation as Christians. The only person who is not tempted is the person who is dead. But if you have a pulse, you will face temptation. A.J. Peterson wrote a book called Myth of the Greener Grass. And he writes, when you were born, you were married. Married to a companion who will walk the road of life with you until the end. You will never awaken any morning or retire any night without this companion being right at your side. Whether you like it or not, you and this partner will be together until death do you part. Temptation. Your life long companion. And gang, temptation can be very dangerous. If you give in to temptation, you can bring a world of hurt into your life. You can experience a lot of loss. Adam and Eve were tempted in the garden, and how did that turn out? Brothers, sisters in Christ, if you fall to sexual temptation, you can destroy your marriage. You can destroy your reputation. Young person, if you give in to temptation to experiment with drugs with some group of friends, you can experience great loss. You can even experience death. You know, I've heard stories often of kids that were good all their life. They got to college. They were at a party. They tried one little pill and it killed them. Temptation can be devastating if you fall to it. If you give in to that temptation to get even with someone who's wronged you, it can create lots of problems. If you give in to a temptation to steal at work, you can get into a lot of problems. Skimming. And, and you know, coming up with your, your little excuse, they don't pay me enough anyway. I'll just take this. You can get into a lot of trouble. I actually heard of a story this week where a man got a brand new job with a very important company, and he loved it. And he'd only been on the job for a little while, but one night everyone left the office, and he found on his desk that someone had left a huge sum of money. So he grabbed that money, and he wrapped it up, and he put it in his briefcase, took it home, safeguarded it. The next morning he came Immediately to his boss's office, he took out the money. He said, someone left this money on my desk, and I don't know who it was or who will be missing it, but I wanted to turn it in as fast as I could. And his boss looked him in the face and said, I put the money there. It was a test. You passed. What if he had skimmed? Temptation. It is absolutely real, and the consequences can be real as well. So we need to have some things in our mind when we face temptation. There's some things that you should remember. And number one, you should remember that temptation is common to man. It's common to everyone. Common is the Greek word anthropinos which means belonging to man, humankind. It's part of the nature and condition of humanity. 
Someone said temptation is the price for being human. Everyone faces temptation. So when you're tempted, don't think to yourself, oh, this is, this is unique. Nobody's ever been tempted like this in the history of the human race. I certainly can't win the battle over this temptation. No, you need to remember everyone's been tempted. Temptation is not the same in the specifics and the names and the places and the circumstances, but everyone's tempted in the same general way. In fact, you might be here this morning and you're, you're, you're being tempted. You're in a situation in life. There's a battle that's going on in your heart. And you might even be a little embarrassed to admit it. You might say, boy, I won't tell anybody about this. Uh, Christians, man, they don't struggle like this. Well, you'd be wrong. Lots of people have faced the exact same battle that you face right now. In fact, there's probably lots of people sitting around you right now who are experiencing the exact same temptation. So you remember that when you're tempted. It's not unique to you. Now, there are people who have fall, who have fallen in the face of that temptation, but there are also a lot of people who have plowed through it. Who have gone through it without falling. Bishop Lightfoot was traveling in a horse carriage along a very narrow mountain road in Norway. It got so narrow that there were only inches between the wheels of the carriage and the cliffs on one side and the precipice on the other side. The driver got out and said, hey, maybe we should get out and just walk this. We'll be safer. And Lightfoot surveyed the road and said, other carriages must have taken this road without falling. Drive on. And that's what you need to remember. Your battle is not unique. And others have gone through it without falling. Be one of those people. So you remember that when you're faced with temptation. And then also remember this. But God is faithful. If you're a born-again Christian here this morning, God is with you. Jesus is with you. The Holy Spirit lives inside you. And he is faithful. And he is constant. And he is steadfast. And he promises that he'll never leave you or forsake you. And he'll be with you to get you through that temptation. Jesus himself was tempted. It says in Hebrews chapter 4, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. And then it says in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Jesus is with you. He knows what it's like to be tempted. Turn to him. Look to him in the face of every temptation. 
There once was a man who trained his dog by tossing him a piece of meat. And just as the dog started to eat it, the man would shout the command, No! Stay! The dog eventually learned to resist the temptation by looking away from the meat and into his master's face. Now, I'm not implying that we're dogs. But that principle is absolutely true. A temptation comes into your life. Look away from it. And look up into the face of your master. God is faithful. Look to him. Count on him. Depend upon him. And notice these incredible promises that he makes. God will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Now that is a promise from God. You will never be tested beyond your ability to resist. That is a promise from God. He makes that promise to you. Temptations come, but God can limit them. He knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. So again, that takes away that excuse that many people uh, use. This is too hard. I can't, I can't avoid this. Yes, you can. God promise you will never be tempted in such a way that you are unable to resist. The last part of that verse says, you may be able to bear it. You may be able to bear it. God gives you that promise. And then he also gives us this wonderful promise. But with the temptation will also make the way of escape. Gang, in the, in the face of every temptation, there is always an escape route. And this is very strong in the Greek language. Ekbino means to, to get out. It's a word that's used to speak of an army that's trapped in a mountain area by other armies. But behind, they find this chamber, this passageway. This escape route out, there's always an escape path. That is God's promise. Look for them in every temptation. You know, sometimes the escape route is the word no. Does anybody know how to say the word no? Just say no. Hey, let's go out and experiment with some drugs together. No. Hey, let's go grab a a drink after work. But you're married and you know you shouldn't. Say no. Sometimes you have to flee. Run away from temptation. One of the best examples of that in scripture is Joseph. You remember that story when he's working for Potiphar and Mrs. Potiphar started really liking him? And we're told in the scripture that Mrs. Potiphar tried to seduce Joseph on multiple occasions. Finally, had Joseph cornered in a room, assaulted him sexually, he had to run 
And remember when he ran, she grabbed hold of his robe. He left without wearing a robe, but he ran. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 14, right here says, Therefore, my beloved, flee, flee from idolatry. Run from it. Listen, listen to the warning signs of the Holy Spirit. Now you have the Holy Spirit living inside you, my brother and sister in Christ. And I promise you, the warning lights will flash. The red flags are always given. And there will always be an escape route. Take them. So, when you're facing temptation, you can choose to face it with the attitude that says, it's too hard. Can't resist. This is beyond my ability. Or, you can choose to remember that that temptation is not unique to you. Everyone faces them. You can get through it. You can choose to remember that God is with you and look to him. You can choose to remember his promise that no temptation will be too strong for you. And you can choose to remember that promise that there is an escape route. And you'll take it. Such an important verse. Now there are some other principles that I'd like to mention this morning when it comes to temptation. If you are going to be victorious in temptation, then you have got to be strong spiritually. You've got to be healthy spiritually. You've got to be spiritually fortified. So if you're a born-again Christian, you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, and you're growing in that relationship with him every single day. And a true born-again Christian who's truly protected will be strong in their knowledge of the written word of God. We are told in Psalm 119, how can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin. Against you. That is so powerful. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Get God's word in your heart. Memorize 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Memorize it. Put it in your heart. You know, we we mentioned that Jesus was tempted. And you remember, right before he went into his public ministry, right after his baptism, where did he go? He went into the wilderness and he was tempted 40 days and 40 nights by the devil. How did Jesus fight temptation? You recall what he did? He quoted scripture. If you're... Hungry, if you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread. And Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written, it is written, 
it is written. Every temptation, it is written. And I believe Jesus spoke those words out loud. When you are tempted, speak God's word out loud. Claim it. Be encouraged by it. Now that means that you're going to have to spend some time in God's word. And, and these, these foundational disciplines of the Christian life are so important. That daily Bible reading, learning God's word, putting his word in your heart, it keeps you safe. It protects you. I would also say, let's be deep and consistent in prayer. Deep and consistent in your prayer life. You're spending time praying. You're spending time reading God's word, hiding it in your heart. Man, when you do those things, and I would highly recommend that you do them in the morning because it gets you ready for the day. It builds you up spiritually. It makes you sensitive. You're ready. You're building up an arsenal. You're building up protection. That moment of temptation, cry out to God. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us, therefore, come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. At that moment of temptation, cry out. Cry out to God in prayer. Quote scripture. Another basic foundational discipline of growing in the Christian faith is is fellowship and having brothers and sisters in Christ around you who will support you and you can be accountable to. Have those folks in your life that you can share your vulnerabilities with, your struggles. They'll have the same ones. And you can encourage one another. And pray for one another. So build up your spiritual strength. And then there are some very, very practical things that we can do in the face of temptation. And that is put boundaries in your life. Put safety guards in your life. Take practical steps to limit temptation in your life. Now that's common sense, right? If you're on a diet and you want to lose weight, should you go anywhere near Krispy Kreme Donuts? Should you? Silly, right? So as a Christian, should you spend a lot of times at at happy hours and bars and nightclubs where you're going to be tempted to get drunk? Tempted to maybe cheat on your spouse? Tempted to uh, have a one-night stand with a total stranger? Does that make any sense? Why go there? Maybe there's a circle of friends that you hang out with, and there's that one group that you hang out with, and they're always steering you off path. They always take you away. They don't point you to God. Maybe you should stop spending so much time with them. Or why would you tempt yourself 
by dating a non-believer, someone who's not on the same page as you spiritually. Why? There are safeguards that you can put in place. Here's the problem, though. A lot of Christians don't completely shut the door. Instead of finding the escape route out, they always sort of leave an escape route in. They leave the door ajar. And they flirt with it. Shut the door. Amen? Close it. Make those decisions. Guys and gals with all the computers and the iPads and the TVs and all the different tablets, make sure everyone in your family has access to every device you own and keep your computer right out there in the middle of everything. If you're married, your spouse better have your password to every single device. Access to your social media accounts, every single thing, all of your activity online, open book, have it right out there in the middle. You put those safeguards in your life. Stick by them. Get rid of cable TV. Get rid of the premium movie channels. Don't give yourself the temptation. Be smart. You know, it's, uh, we, we have to look at a phone all the time, right? We, we pick up phones. We, we basically put something good as your, as your screen. Put 1 Corinthians 10, verse 13, <laughs> right up there on your screen. So every time you pick up your phone, there it is. Or how about this? Put a recent picture of you and your spouse. Or a recent picture of your family that you dearly love and would never want to do anything to jeopardize. You put those safeguards in place. Be strong spiritually. Remember these promises. And then, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, very important, right before that verse. Paul says, therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Important verse. I don't care how long you've been a Christian. I don't care how long you've been sticking it out and doing well. Don't ever get to a place where you think I've arrived. I've reached a place in my life where I'll never fall. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been in church. I don't care how long you've served the Lord. In fact, sadly, there's a lot of people in the Bible that blow it in their older years. I think of King David. An older man, it says that was a time when most kings would be off to war. Now King David hung out in his palace. Never relax. Keep your head on a swivel. Eyes up. Proactive. Putting safeguards in place. I saw a documentary this week about the people, they climb in the rafters at these big events, these big auditoriums, and they hang the temporary lighting 
or the temporary speakers. These people love to, to climb around in rafters 75 feet above the floor. But all of them complained about the jobs where a ceiling is suspended just below the rafters. They know it's still a 70-foot fall drop to the floor, but their mind plays tricks on them. The drop ceiling creates the illusion that the floor is right below them. And they all said it lulls them to sleep and it makes them more vulnerable. Don't ever get to that point in your life. Don't be lulled to sleep. Be proactive. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Don't become overly self-confident. Always be in that state of dependence upon the Lord and relying upon him. Nobody ever becomes unfailable. Bobby Leach was a daring stuntman from Cornwall, England. He was a member of the Barnum and Bailey Circus. His claim to fame was a barrel ride over Niagara Falls. He's the second person to accomplish that feat. He went over the falls in a barrow and walked away, barrel. Yet years later, Leach was walking down the street when he slipped on an orange peel. He fractured his leg, became infected with gangrene, and was later amputated. He died of complications two months later. The same man who survived a barrel ride over a colossal waterfall broke his leg on an orange peel. We're frail. Don't ever forget it. And depend upon that Lord. Depend upon the Lord and the promises that he has for you throughout your life. There's another verse I'd like to put up with you, put up here, and it's an important one. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I wish I could stand up here and promise you that you're going to survive every temptation in life, that you're always going to do what's right. But we will struggle with our sinful nature. And there's going to be times where we make bad mistakes And we fail. Now listen, when you blow it, Jesus isn't like, all right, that's it for you. Aren't you glad? The Lord will restore you. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you've blown it, come back to the Lord. Ask him to restore you. He'll restore you. He'll get you back up on your feet. And then walk forward. There's always hope with him. Father, we thank you for the promises in your word. And I pray that they would be more than theory. Pray, Lord, that we would apply these things to our lives in practical ways. Right now, Lord, I want to pray for anyone here this morning who belongs to you and is being tempted. You're in a, Lord, they're in a tempting situation right now. Right and wrong is slugging it out right in their conscience right now. 
Maybe they're flirting with it. Maybe they haven't shut the door. Lord, give victory. Give strength. May we remember these promises. Lord, may we trust you. Lord, I want to pray for anyone here this morning who has uh, who's failed. And they sit here with guilt. Lord, restore them. Have them return to you. Give them that brand new start that they need. If you're here this morning and you're not sure that you have God in your life, man, you need to be sure. Temptations are strong. You can't do it by yourself. Is God in your life? Have you become one of his children? Does his Holy Spirit live in you? If you're not sure, you can be sure. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short from his glory. We've all blown it. Our sin separates us from God who loves us. Yet he's holy. And sin is not permitted in the presence of a holy God. But he made it, pro- he made it possible for our sins to be forgiven He sent his son, Jesus, who bore our sins. Died in our place, took the penalty, took the punishment for us. And if you put your faith and trust in him, the Bible says all of your sins will be forgiven. You'll become a child in his family. The Holy Spirit will take up residence in your life. And you can live the rest of your life with his help. To do things right. If you've never done that, do it right now. Ask Christ to be your Lord and Savior. You do it in just a a simple cry of the heart, a prayer of the heart. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I have sinned. Forgive me of all my sins. I put my trust in you right now, Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Make me brand new. Help me to follow you. Amen. Let's stand.